Well, good evening and welcome to Sports on the Porch, recorded live and unedited in the Screen Porch Studio. Uh, Josh, you are in the Screen Porch Studio. And I am at TGIF, a, a Friday recording a, for us. Those are kind of rare. Those are kind of rare, but you know, the weeks get away from us and we are uh, unable to get together or get uh, remotely even broadcasting. Uh, because, uh, you know, we live regular lives. This is not our full-time job for those it's of you. It's not, but it does show our dedication to the show that we still make it happen. We do. We, we don't just mail it in. Right, and and pre-record episodes, you know, weeks right. in advance. <laughs> we would never do that. <laughs> Have we done that? I don't recall ever doing that. No, we haven't done it, but I was No, kind we of, haven't. Okay. I was trying to allude that maybe this was recorded weeks ago. <laughs> oh, okay. But, but so my whole we... uh, uh, last 30 seconds there really sold it. <laughs> yeah. How would we know that uh, the Vikings, you know, what their outcome was, unless we were really good prognosticators? Right. So... Josh, so Matt, my yeah, my go. pen won't write anymore. I'm trying to make notes here for the podcast, and it won't write. You know why? Why? Because it's 29 freaking degrees out. Oh my goodness, 29 that's degrees the, in the screen that's porch. That's two studio. degrees. Two degrees Celsius, right there. It's minus two degrees Celsius. Minus two degrees. Yes, thank Jeez. you. My my pen couldn't write the minus sign. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I can imagine you you're in the lap of warmth luxury there on the the screen porch studio um west side and probably your lace unitard you know more breathable anyway well yeah i've got to i've got to make sure that um i stay cool in this mm -hmm. in this heated um uh studio here and so yeah it is the uh the uh pink lacy uh, oh man! And I wore the white bow on the shoulder for you. This wow, evening. wow! That that is some imagery right there. I, I apologize to our audience, but wow, that is fabulous. I will send you a picture later. Thank um, you, and and um, in all likelihood, post it on Facebook on the uh, Sports on the Ports uh, webpage. Uh, we'll see. Um, okay. Maybe people have to pay extra for that one. That's the that'll be for the premium site. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All right. So you are still in your cleanse. Is that correct? Uh, actually, just coming out of it. Uh, yep, the detox went well. Um, so tonight, uh, what's in my cup is a uh, cup of herbal um, mandarin, blood orange mandarin herbal tea. Um, but that's not exciting at all. It is tasty, and go no. ahead and buy it at Costco. No, but I, I want to know what's in your cup because that's exciting. Well, I've got actually a fan favorite and a beer that you can only get in the state of Wisconsin. Um, it is by a beautiful brewery out in eastern Wisconsin, in New Glarius, Wisconsin. And it is their Spotted Cow, their most famous brand. Enjoy the spotted cow. That is a tasty one, and I'm I'm quite surprised I've never had a. Have I never had that on the podcast? You've I don't never had this on it. the podcast. I went back and listened to every single one of them, and only mm -hmm. in Wisconsin can you find spotted cow. So if you ever want to drink it, don't look for it in Minnesota because you can't drink it there. So only in Wisconsin, and it's lovely. 
How'd you get that through customs? That's none of your business. Um, Very good. Yeah, it, uh, it was... It was brought across the border <laughs> <laughs> secretly. <laughs> I, uh, okay. It, it just, I mean, uh, let me just say this one thing. I'm just thankful that they did not do a full body cavity search. That's, that's all I'm yeah, going to say. Yeah, enough said. Yeah. But, but Spotted Cow, that is a tasty brew, um, and that's one of those beers. There, there's a handful of them. Um, well, I pretty much like all beers for the most right. part, but you're far more uh, finicky in, in particular when it comes to beers. But that is one that we definitely could get a, a case of and, and finish, uh, um, you know, over 18 holes if we had to. It is a porch pounder. I will tell you that right now. It's one that you could just drink all day and uh, mm-hmm. uh, and, and not feel bad about it because it's a very, very good beer. So. Yep. Um, something that we don't have to feel bad about is the, and we haven't talked about this in a while, but uh, we just had the NBA draft. So we did. And the Timberwolves have the number one overall pick. Um, what are you thinking about the pick that they made? So I, I think that the, the pick that they made was completely overshadowed by one of my favorite Timberwolves of all time coming back. Ricky Rubio is back in Minneapolis. Baby. Yes, he is. I'm, I'm so excited for for that to come together um and what rubio can bring to this young team uh rubio is now 30 years old he's been in the the league for what about nine years or so and he's just a solid veteran presence and he makes the young players around him better if you look at what he did um in utah with donovan mitchell um at the end of the year with with donovan booker when he was with the suns he's one of these players that i don't know why teams really don't want him he was traded a couple times uh, in a short span here um but i'm glad he's he's uh reunited back with the uh the timberwolves um this year uh so beyond that though right. the first pick uh was anthony edwards um he was on he, er he was right pick that he was yes yeah um it's goose he, he's he only had one year of college eligibility left um so he, he played that at georgia last year um and so he's a physical specimen, 6'3", 235. So he's going to play uh, shooting guard for the, the Wolves. And he he was the right pick because he has the highest upside. This was um, a draft where there wasn't that clear number one, the, the Zion Williamson. The, that, that player didn't exist. So you had to try to really project um, what that was going to look like and – you hope that the the physical tools, the potential, um, it, everything is set up for Edwards to be uh, an all-star or maybe even an elite player in the NBA. But it sounds like the problem is he, he might not be all that interested in basketball. Right. Um, he, he football said that, is... Hey, football, you know, I love football. I don't really watch basketball. And, and there's some of that. You're right. Some some players I've heard of that in other sports too, where they don't watch their sport. They're interested in other things, which which is fine. Um, but there, you still need to be a professional. You're getting paid to play basketball. That needs to be your focus. So part of me says, is it really that big of a deal? Maybe once you get this 19 year old 
getting the paychecks and seeing what it's like to be in an NBA organization that maybe that realization of this is my job and this is what I need to hone my craft at uh, will sink in. Um, and hopefully we just don't end up with a kind of another Wigan situation where a good player, good talent, but never lives up to it because the, the apparent drive to be the best isn't there. Right. Do you think that is this, is Anthony Edwards a an elite athlete in the sense that obviously football is his number one choice and um, apparently he does have that ability. He does have uh, the ability to play high level football. Is he like a, say a Bo Jackson, maybe not a three sport player, but um, maybe a two sport. Is he, is he somebody like that? I guess I, I can't speak to his, his football ability, but if I was a young man, you just look at the paychecks that the NBA has, and he's coming in as a 19-year-old. He could he could really go like Kevin Garnett on the thing and basically have a 20-year NBA career and make who knows what what contracts are going to look like. But if he right. turns into a great player, you know. 200 million uh, 500 million plus is not out of the question for career earnings and he would get nowhere near that in the NFL just because the careers are so short right. and the pay per player unless if you're a quarterback is so much less exactly and uh, I think you're right um, the, and, and I also believe that he is a bigger fish in a uh, in a smaller pond in the NBA than he would be in the NFL. He'd be a much smaller fish in a much larger pond. And uh, I think his his stardom is is more geared toward NBA just by the nature of that, of that organization versus the I, NFL, which has way more players and, I'll, I'll be honest, probably way more talent. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. And I think that both you and I are making the assumption that that he wants to make a lot of money and be a star. Um, maybe right. that's not his thing, but um, I, I think that uh, in general, these professional athletes have such a competitive drive, no matter what sport they're in, to succeed and, and in general be the best, that, that that competitive nature does carry over to other things like their, their stardom or their, their income. Right. So it's, you know, another draft that kind of made an impact, but only briefly. Um, the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves drafted a gopher. Uh, and then immediately, yeah. uh, the first gopher drafted is since 2004. And then... Really? Yeah, that's an amazing stat, isn't it? Um, it is. I, I, I'm not the sports I'm expert I'm surprised here. it's been that long, but... Are you yeah, kind of surprised I that I knew that? Yeah, but but you you subscribe to a good news service feed for the podcast. So that is true. That makes sense. That is true. So then they immediately traded him. Well, the trade was already already right. in already done. But go on. So uh, we got a second round pick for 2023. And then another great player. And again, I don't know basketball, so I don't know any of the players' names. I mean, I could make some up, but you know, we'd get yeah. fact checked. Right. Um, we did end up drafting a couple other players. You know, of course, via trade. And and this is one of the most ludicrous things. I think you just you touched on it, right? When it's it shows the Wolves drafting 
Daniel Orturu. Uh, that's not the case, right? It, it was the, the New York Knicks who drafted him. Right. So why go through the charade of putting on a Timberwolves hat when really he's a Knicks player? Exactly. I can't remember ever having one of these things go back, right? The trade get reversed or whatever. Right. So. Right. I, I think it's it's goofy how the NBA does that. So, um, and, and it's really confusing when you look back at the draft to see who did we take because there's players in the draft that are on our team like this Balmero guy um, that the he's he shown as drafted by the Knicks, you know, right. and it says we got it too. That's just way too confusing. I, just I clean to- up that whole process for everybody. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, so speaking of Gophers, as we kind of transition here, um, yes, boy, a Gopher football team that is just spiraling downwards. We we thought maybe there was some light, uh, you know, in that organization, but it is just diminished and dimmed so far right now. Uh, Minnesota losing to Iowa, thirty-five to seven. And just not that, a great game at all. The Gophers, the seven points is too much. Well, yeah, and, and didn't that come right at the end of the game there? Yes. I, I know that we were texting a bit, and I said I turned it off. I couldn't handle that anymore. Right. It was um, just an absolute dumpster fire of a game. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is um, so interesting how you know in the season you know really weird odd season with starting training and then not practicing and all of this you know with COVID and and that but um I still thought and I I know you did because we we had these podcasts in into the the gopher season um the restarted season that we thought that the gophers would be one of the most prepared teams but I just don't think that we had a handle on how unready the defense was and how reliant on um, those uh, three, four key defensive players that we lost last year, right. how, how important their leadership and their talent was because this defense is um, unrecognizable compared to last year's defense. I agree, um, and there's... Uh, I've just been listening to some uh, audio of P.J. Fleck talking about it, and the one thing I do appreciate about him is he takes absolute ownership in all of the troubles. He goes, it's all on me. Um, and but the, he does say the play they need to play better. They need to you know uh, do their jobs and that kind of stuff. So they've got a lot of work ahead of them. Obviously, this is a weird year with COVID. So maybe we can blame a, a little bit on that. But I don't have high hopes now going into this week against Wisconsin. Um, and no, at, no, no, we got per, hold on. We have Purdue. Purdue. I'm sorry. Tonight. Against Purdue. Purdue. Yeah. They, they, it, it, would this change your tune at all? We're up seven nothing. At home against Purdue, sure. the two on one Boilermakers um, against your one and three Gophers, and we're up seven nothing. Right. However, we were favored going into this game still, which is super weird to me. We're favored by two and a half points. Yeah, I, I don't, just I don't know how you can put a, any points on the Gophers. Like it's got to be at least a, an even money. You right. know, like it, you can't do any points. As bad as as they played, right? Exactly. Uh, the fact, yeah, the fact that they were favored going into it is just ridiculous. But uh, it is still only five minutes into the first quarter, so uh, we'll see if that 
if that lead can. So you're saying I'm a little bit too excited too fast? You might be. You might be. Yeah. Um, Well, I I just like seeing seven points on what I assume was their opening drive, right? Yes, it was their opening drive, yes. Um, Speaking of uh, you getting too excited, uh, you you laid a bet last week on the Masters Tournament, um, and you asked for Xander Shaffley. You thought he was going to win it all. Well, he didn't. He finished 17th. So okay, that's too bad well, for you. Top top twenty finish. You know it, the golf bets are fun because you get such a big payoff. Right. Um, when you hit some of those and and you know swung and miss, no big deal. Uh, Dustin Johnson gets in there record uh, record score. Uh, I don't know if you watched any of the Masters, but it was. Very, I did. Yes. Kind of eerie it was watching. Different. Yeah, with no gallery there. Um, yeah. Just and you see the holes differently. Uh, they you look, really do. You know, it looked like yep. uh, playing at uh, you know at uh, Pigeon Creek or you know I don't what just any fake golf course. Any r- make up. random course. Yeah, yeah it just not, looked like not Augusta. A, no, it did not look like Augusta as we know it. Uh, I've always yeah, thought they, if I ever played Augusta, there would be you know two thousand people on every hole. Right. And, and I think that what it is is th- those patrons really give the green or the hole some definition. You know, looking behind the green um, right. to the front of the green, and you don't have the fans there. It, it just looks so kind of awkward and out of place. Right. It looks like still See, on TV. Club. I mean, m- maybe when you're playing it, it's not, and, and it all, all makes sense. But we only know it um, from... TV and and the way the patrons really shape the hole, right? Exactly. And so yeah, it it, it was different. Uh, I I I enjoyed the tournament. I, lo- I I do enjoy watching golf on occasion, especially yep. major tournaments. But uh, yeah, that was that was certainly strange. And t- and then uh, even more strange watching Tiger Woods hit a ten on a par three. Yeah, that's crazy. And then what did he go? He went like. Uh, six out of the next seven holes, or five out of the next six Birdie. birdies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the heat tin cup that uh, the, the amen <laughs> corner there. So uh, yep. that's that's not uh, that. I don't think you know that was not indicative of his round. But uh, yeah. So, well, we've got some amazing, amazing football being played, uh, playing out of their heads a little bit. It wasn't the prettiest game in the world, but. You're talking about the Vikings or Lions here? Oh, I'm talking about the Minnesota Vikings, my friend. The Minnesota Vikings. Uh, beating up on the Chicago Bears over the weekend. Um, or uh, Monday night. Or on Monday. Yeah. Yep. I still consider Monday the weekend. Um, you, you do. The kind of work ethic you have. Well, I'm still drinking. Why not? <laughs> so... Uh, we we had a beautiful game uh, that came out ahead for the Vikings. Uh, beautiful in the sense that we won, but uh, not pretty in the sense that boy, I'll tell you that Chicago defense is certainly one of the best out there. Uh, and you know, they Minnesota had a real issue uh, running that ball at the beginning of the game. Uh, but you know, the the beauty part about this game was that. They did not put their uh, put their stubborn hat on 
and stick with the run. They they started throwing the ball, and I don't think Chicago was fully prepared that that was going to be the case because they knew they'd seen the hype on Delvin Cook and they just put eight men in the box and we're going to uh, bound and determine to stop that run. And here they are, uh, not prepared for a pass. And, and Kirk actually looked fairly decent, uh, did not make yep. many bonehead plays and was a very good game manager. I, I, I don't know that he really made any poor plays. The one interception that he had was totally Thielen's fault because Cousins right. put it right where it needed to be. Exactly. And, and, and Thielen just decided to kind of throw it up in the air, hot potato style. Right. And, and I'll be honest, the thing is, is Thielen actually, I thought, looked really poor this game. Like, maybe like he was thinking about something else or something else going on in his life, but he did, I mean, he, he dropped a couple of balls that should not have been dropped. Uh, that interception was his fault. Um, and then the fumble. I mean, these are things that Thielen does not make mistakes doing. Yeah. And well, uh, all he w- all he wanted to do was catch touchdowns. Well, right. He got two of those. He got two of those. So uh, he did do that, and he started. But you could see on his face when the camera was focused on him. You could see on his face that this guy was, you know, dejected and disappointed in his own play. So I I'm curious. I think I I think we see him come out and really explode. Uh, in this next game, although uh, Dallas has one of the worst run defenses in the NFL, so I could totally see uh, us just, you know, screaming down the middle of that field with Delvin Cook. So, Did- yeah, I think that um, the way that Minnesota moved the ball and was in control of that whole game, and the fact that they only won by six. It, it certainly feels weird, but that's the way he, uh, Chicago plays. They don't give up right. more than 20 points a game. And, and we got to 19. And I, when I say we, I mean you yeah. and yeah. Jenna and yeah. all other Vikings fans. I'm not included in that. No, not anymore. I'm, I'm a Lions fan. Um, so you got to 19, and it, you just couldn't get past that. Right. Well, um, and, and but you still move the ball. We could have got to twenty. Did whatever you wanted to. If we had a long snapper, we could have got to twenty. Well, maybe that's part of the Bears' uh, specialty is saying funny things to the long snapper before he snaps it that makes him dribble the ball back. Oh, they didn't need to say. They didn't need to say funny things to him. He's just horrible. He's just bad. You know. But and but you know. Thankfully. Thankfully, the Chicago Bears offense is like Are they nothing. worse than the Vikings long snapper? They are worse than the Vikings long snapper. They are horrible. That's bad. That is horrible. And they 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 could not move the ball. And I, I get that they're playing not an elite defense anymore, but certainly a defense that's maybe slightly better than average. And here they just fell on their face every time they went out on that field. And I'll tell you, it was fun to see because obviously it was a team that my Minnesota Vikings were facing. But uh, if I were a Chicago Bears fan, I would be absolutely embarrassed by that offense. Uh, there is nothing going right with that offense right now. Um, and, you know, Foles uh, got hurt, but I don't know that he'll be out uh, very long. So if at all. But I, I don't know that it matters if he plays or not. That's really, true. he is 
he might be, uh, I think, more of a detriment, and they're they're wanting to get Trubisky back in there, which is just a, a tale of how bad their quarterback situation is. <laughs> and and you guys, as as Minnesota Vikings fans, must feel kind of okay about yourself having uh, Kirk Cousins under center. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, right about now when you look at what it could look like if you had the Bears quarterback. Well, exactly. And again, I've never said that the the Bears had a great quarterback system in place. I mean, you know, when when you're when Mitch Trubisky is followed up by Nick Foles, who's followed up by who knows what. Uh, Tyler Bray. Yeah, Tyler Bray. I mean, these these are. I mean, Nick Foles, obviously, Super Bowl MVP, but, um, you know, every blind squirrel will find a nut every so often. And, you know, that's that's what I think Chicago thought they were getting when they, when they picked up Nick Foles, but they're not. They're getting a washed-up quarterback who probably uh, just fell into the right circumstance at the right time. And, you know, I mean, if you're back up to Mitch Trubisky, you – you can't be, you can't be very good at all. Um, so, I think when Mitch comes back, it's not going to get any better. So. Right, right. Let, let's play a, a brief moment of trivia here. So, uh, Nick Foles in one NFL football game uh, once threw seven touchdown passes. Can you name another quarterback who has thrown seven touchdown passes in one game? Mm. Let's, uh, I will give you a hint. Yeah. He did it in a Vikings uniform. Oh, wow. Uh, all right. Seven touchdown passes in one game. Would that be... Oh, I'm, I, I want to say Fran Tarkington, but I'm going to go with Dante Culpepper. No. You got to go back before Fran Tarkington. Oh, my. Uh, yeah, then I that I don't know. Joe Cap. Oh, wow. Yes. So a uh, quick little nugget about Joe Cap. Uh, through Pristine Auction, I purchased a Joe Cap signed jersey oh, wow. um, that I'm going to have uh, sent to the, the Screen Porch Studio to celebrate uh, him taking the Vikings to their first Super Bowl, Bowl loss, um, his seven touchdown um, pass game, and, uh, and otherwise... Um, relatively unremarkable Vikings career, but the man did live an interesting life. I, I did some research on him after I bought the jersey, not beforehand, of course, no. but after. And I'm like, well, oh, right. I'm kind of glad I bought this. He, he's kind of an interesting dude. So uh, I'm assuming you bought this before you became a Detroit Lions fan. Otherwise, you'd be getting like a signed Barry Sanders jersey. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. It, it, this was um, bought. Uh, probably a good two months ago All right. and I've, I've had it sitting in the pristine auction warehouse to try to pool a couple other things together to try to get a deal on the shipping sure um instead, instead of trying to ship individual items so i sense. have been looking for my lion's jerseys but uh i really have my eye on a kenny galladay one and those things are are going for more than um uh i i can afford because i only can pay say 10 10 maybe 12 dollars per lion's win <laughs> so right now i can get up to about 48 dollars well there you, well the the lions did have another win on sunday uh and against the washington football team uh not a bad win for them i'll be honest but washington it, football it, team is it uh, was great 
Uh, like you said, Washington football team, not bad. But not only did my Lions good match. No, well, come on now. The, the, the Lions snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. They and then did. they snatched victory from the jaws of defeat with like a 59-yard Matt Prater field goal. Uh, they oh, did. it was fabulous. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> an amazing win, you know, they, uh, when they tried to lose it, uh, which was uh, really, really quite uh, hilarious. But And against a 2-6, and six, now 2-7 and seven team, uh, I mean, boy. I'm hey, I still think that they can win the uh, NFC East. That the Detroit can? <laughs> yes. No, that that the the football team can. Oh, I I don't know that uh, I don't know that they can, but maybe they're they're right are, up are there. Are you kidding me? Yeah, they, they're right there. Um, I'm pulling up the uh, records here. Um, they are uh, two and seven. Um, the Eagles are leading at three, five, and one. <laughs> the Giants are in second at three and seven, and uh, the football team and the Cowboys are two and seven. So uh, the football team's a game and a half back and in the thick of it. Um, wow. And it's great to see Alex Smith out there playing quarterback for him. Absolutely, I totally agree with that. Um, so we have the Vikings now coming up this week. Um, we're going to break right into picks when we when we do this because we're going to merge those two sections together. So you did not do so well last week. Uh, you you net lost mythically uh, three hundred dollars, my friend. Um, so you are now down to thirty one sixty nine. Okay. In mythical dollars. Let's make some money this week. Yeah, you you won the you actually picked the Vikings to win and you got uh, um, you know you got a win there. Uh, you yep. you picked Green Bay to win, but Green Bay did not cover. Did not. Oh cover. man, did they look bad against the Jaguars? Ooh, so, that yeah. Was- I, mean, I was so hoping that the Jaguars would would win it on their their final drive there. Uh, the Packers deserved to lose that game, I would say. Right, and then you picked Seattle over the Rams, and that did come true. And then you picked Arizona over Buffalo, and that came true as well. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, you picked Seattle over the Rams, that did not come true. Did not. Yet. Sorry, Perfect. sorry. Uh, and then you picked Arizona over Buffalo, and that did come true. So this on a hail mary by Kyler Murray. Right, oh, exactly. Man. That that kid is fun to watch. He, he is, um, I think maybe number two, three quarterback in the NFL right now. Yep, and number one fantasy quarterback, and on I think every one of my fantasy football teams. Wow, impressive. So then we have some games going on this week, and now let's talk a little bit about this one. Uh, we have Dallas at Minnesota. Minnesota is favored by seven, which I think is okay. I, it might be, given Dallas's performance, I think it might be a little light, but... This number hasn't moved, um, basically, all week. Came out at, at seven range, and that's where it is today. I'm a little bit nervous in the fact that uh, you won't have C.J. Ham. Ezra Cleveland, uh, the the rookie offensive lineman who's been playing well at guard. Um, and those are two important pieces on that uh, running game 
that Delvin Cook won't have. So I'm not going to say that the Vikings are going to lose the game, but I, I think that that seven, given those players aren't playing, is appropriate. So maybe at the start of the week it was a little bit light. Sure. But now I think it's right. Well, that'll uh, be an interesting game on Sunday, and I'll be honest, uh, I still do believe that Delvin Cook is just going to run all over that Dallas defense. Um, and Dallas doesn't really have a quarterback right now, so... Um, Andy Dalton is back, but yeah. he's coming off of um, a concussion, and then he got COVID, and he said COVID took quite a bit out of him, the, so he said it's been a, a rough last three weeks. Right. I mean, so I don't know that he's coming back as, as at full strength. Right. So maybe you'll continue to see some opportunistic uh, Vikings young players in the secondary who are rapidly improving. Um, it's good to see how that defense has has progressed. I would say um, over this the Vikings three game winning streak, they've right. they've looked pretty good. So. They they're maturing very fast. Yeah. Um, so. All right, so we got Dallas at Minnesota. Minnesota favored by seven. What do you got to pick for? Um, I see the Vikings 24-13. Um, give me the Vikings for 400. Wow. And then we have, of course, we're picking the Green Bay games. We have Green Bay at Indianapolis. Indianapolis is not a bad team. Uh, and given Green Bay's performance against the Jacksonville Jaguars, I mean, this might be a tight matchup. Uh, right now, we have Indianapolis favored by one and a half. I'm going to go with, with the Packers. I think I've picked the Packers every week so far this year, and I've won more than I've lost. And so have they. And, yeah. And I, I just think that giving the Packers points coming off of that really poor performance that that they're going to kind of rally things together a little bit and and really get up for this game um in a sense um and they're playing at indianapolis so the no wind conditions with rogers right. uh, having played a couple wind games recently and those being a loss to the vikings and that close one to the jags that I, I think that he's going to want to sling it a little bit. So I, I think the Packers are going to handle this one 31-20, um, something like that. So I'm going to take the points. I think the Packers will win. Um, give me the Packers for 500. All right. Uh, the next game is the game that you picked, which is Atlanta at New Orleans. And Atlanta, uh, or New Orleans, is favored by three and a half. By three and a half, yeah. I'm going to take the Falcons in this one. Oh, wow. Um, they've been playing better uh, since the, the coaching change um, to, to Raheem Morris. And I think that uh, without Drew Brees, the Saints are going to struggle. Um, it was thought that Jameis Winston was going to get his shot exactly. as a starting quarterback. But it just came, just came out today that it's going to be Taysom Hill right. uh, starting. Now, that you know maybe starting but does he play the whole game or what is that is the whole playbook his or is there all right Taysom uh the second series is Jameis Winston's you know is it going to look like that um I just think that there's just too much uncertainty in that backfield um those the Saints have a, a solid defense um one of the best running backs in the game in Elvin Kamara I, I just have a feeling that the Falcons are going to, uh, if not win, it's going to be close. So right. uh, I'll, I'll take this one for 300. Wow. All right. 
And then the final game, which is your surprise game, and I, I chose this because of you, because you are such a huge Detroit Lions fan. This is Detroit at Carolina. Detroit is favored by two and a half. Oh, this is a, a tough one for me because news came out that DeAndre Swift, the uh, stud rookie running back who has really turned it on the last six, seven weeks for the Lions, is out. Kenny Galladay is out. And Matt Stafford has an injured thumb. And all of these things added together. Injured thumb and in his throwing hand? I believe so. All right. Yep, he injured it at the end of the game uh, against uh, the football team. Um, but Teddy Bridgewater is also kind of banged up. He's got kind of a knee right. uh, issue going on. Uh, I, I know Christian McCaffrey for uh, the Panthers. I think that Detroit is the better team. I'm going to believe in my team, even though they're they're favored when they shouldn't be. Um at this stage of the game, uh, given those injuries. I don't feel great about this, but give me give me the Lions uh, for 200. All right, for 200. All right, that's some, uh, that's some big games on the line for you, and uh, you've got a total of $1,400 on the line, mythically, of course. Um, so, uh, again, I wish you well and wish you luck in your in your mythical betting. So, given that you are just ending your cleanse, you did not have time to pick out a cereal, but I did. You did? Okay. What do we have? I'm so excited after this. So, I went with Life Cereal. Life? Okay. Yeah. Something, now, is this, this regular life? This is just plain old regular life. Yeah. N- nothing added, nothing taken away, just regular life. Mm-hmm. And so the beauty part about life cereal is this is another one that you snack you can snack on dry and snack on all day. It's very tasty, but there's a slight sweetness to it. That there is, yes. It's it's you know it's shaped like a like Czech cereal, but it does not taste like Czech cereal. It is kind of trying to be a Czech cereal, but this one has that oh. sweet flavor to it that is so delicious. It is, yeah. I really like the little tiny granules of sugar um, that you can see every once in a while in the life cereal. Um, and you said eating it dry. That, that's a, a good way to go with that cereal. Um, it is one of those uh, handful of cereals that uh, if you do have it uh, with milk, you better get after that puppy. Otherwise, you better break out your straw. Oh, yeah. This it becomes turns soup. to mush. Yeah. This is a very yep. soggy cereal once it's in milk for too long, which is very quick. Um, so yeah. I'm enjoying Too long is like 38 seconds. <laughs> That's true. Go with small bowls. That's what right. you do. Go with small bowls. <laughs> really, eat your, eat your uh, life cereal out of uh, ramekins. Yes, eat it out of ramekin, but just keep eating multiple ramekins. There's, nobody's saying that you can't have more than one. I no. mean, this, this is America. This isn't Russia. You can have more this than one bowl of cereal. This, this isn't Russia, is it, Danny? Is it, Danny? Well, we got some good games. No, what? What? Do you have more to say, Josh? No. I, think our no, listeners I don't have are, more to say. Listeners are tired of hearing about you and your lions loving. Nobody wants to um, hear that anymore. Roar on. Roar. Wow. Listen to us on, uh, well... 
on Spotify. Listen to us. Uh, you probably listen to us on something on iHeartRadio. iHeart's I been a popular one. Yes, yeah. it has. And you can find us on Facebook at Sports on the Porch or at on Twitter at mnsports.com. No, damn it. MN MN Sports Sports on on Porch. Oh, I was so close. I have had it the last two weeks. You have, yeah. Screwed it up. All right, Skull Vikings. Roar Lions. No, stop it. Uh, Go Gophers? Go Gophers. Sky Uma, row the boat. Have a good night, everybody. Oh, there we go. The big Timberwolves draft. Have a good night, everybody. (laughs) 